Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, bettingangle.us. You know I love a good fight. You know I'll try to help create a good fight when I think it's worthy. Well, I believe you have a spectacular fight. Spectacular. Between two guys who, because of their bodies, because of their power, because of their tools, should both consider fighting at heavyweight. I think they would give some heavyweights a very hard time. And what's interesting is at a time when you have some British heavyweights who are struggling a little bit, wasn't that Dillian White getting sorely tested by Jermaine Franklin? Wasn't that Anthony Joshua losing twice to a cruiserweight, Alexander Usyk? I believe Lawrence Okoli, who has a belt at cruiser and who's 6'5", and Richard Reactpour, who is about the same height at cruiser and has a hellacious straight right hand. I believe both of these guys should have ambitions that are bigger than the cruiserweight division. Let's remember, too, you have something called the bridgerweight division between cruiser and heavy. Well, in my favorites folder right now, is a spectacular interview. Both of them beat Glowacki, right? It's a spectacular interview on Sky Sports where Richard Reactpour is there with Gary Logan and on Zoom is Lawrence Okoli. Right now, first, let's shift gears for a little bit because you know we all love analyzing fight film here. On the telecast, Logan and Reactpour, in talking about the Chris Eubank fight, make the claim that it's a right hook that gets Eubank in trouble. Right now, I was here online, made a video where I said, uh-uh, it's the left uppercut that gets Eubank in trouble. Now, somebody here online, one of the uh, commenters in the comment section of my video said, uh-uh, Dwyer, it's the left hook that follows the left uppercut that gets Eubank in trouble. I went back and watched the tape. Hey, I'll concede the left hook certainly ices Eubank. I just think... The frosting on the cake was put there by the left uppercut, right? I'm a little bit bewildered that Reactpour thinks it's the right hook. I'm just raising that. We're all boxing fanatics. I encourage people to go back and look at that film. Just understand, Radio Raheem did an excellent video with Roy Jones yesterday where Roy Jones, from the corner, said that he looked at Eubank, who wanted to continue fighting, and he had to privately tell Eubank that the stoppage was a good stoppage, right? Here's what we know for certain. 
Eubank hits the canvas. Whether you think it's a right hook, a left uppercut like I do, a left hook after the left uppercut, as some of you do, just understand, Eubank loses the fight. Just understand that Liam Smith lands some flush shots. We can debate here which shots did the most damage. But Eubank, when he gets off the canvas, is a shell of himself. And then, of course, he falls down a second time. He claims it was a slip. This is that proverbial slip after getting hit upside the head. Right? Food for thought. Well, anyway, what's interesting with the Reactpour Okole interaction is the fact that Okole is there and Okole is trying to call out Reactpour old school style. Right? By that I mean, Okole says, hey man, I heard my name mentioned. <laughs> I heard my name mentioned. My words, not Okole's. By Reactpour after he beat Glavaki. Right? Unsaid is the fact that, obviously, Okole also beat Glavaki earlier. Right? So, Okole says, hey, I'm here. Um... If Reactpour wants to call me out, no reason to do so behind my back. I'm here on the telecast. Go ahead and call me out. And let's make the fight happen. Now, again, both of these guys are 6'5". Right? Both of these guys have skill sets that should translate. Both of these guys are better than I thought, quite frankly. Okole has one of boxing's best stationary jabs. Right? Joe Apataya, Jay Apataya, one of the champs at Cruiser, has a mobile jab. But I have to admit, Okole's jab smashes you up more. I think Okole beats Opataya. Right? Now, Night Train, the Midnight Train, <laughs> right? Uh, Reactpour has a excellent, folks, it's heavyweight level, straight right hand. And he could lead with it. He could lead with the power shot. Right? It makes him dangerous. It's that right hand that finishes off Glowaki, right? And he has coverage on the right hand. Now, I think he loses to Okole because I believe Okole can batter him with his jab, and I believe that jab would keep Reactpour outside, unable to throw that right hand, although I'll concede Midnight Train can lead with that straight right, right? But keep in mind, when a guy like Okole is taming you with his left hand, that's not even his dominant hand. He still has a right. He himself could walk you into that right if you find a way around his left. Let's just say that's one of the best fights that could be made. On the telecast, they talk about how if that fight is made, it's almost certain to end by stoppage. 
But what I want people to consider is the idea that Okole, because of his left jab, right, and it's a Larry Holmes level bludgeoner, although Holmes's jab was mobile, right? Just to understand, because of Okole's left jab, depending on the tempo of the fight, Okole could prolong the fight just to take Reactpor into deeper waters where Reactpor is not accustomed to being. In other words, that left jab might allow Okole to win rounds. There's no rush on Okole's side of the ledger. There is on the Reactpor side. In other words, for Reactpor to beat Okole, he's going to have to push the issue and hurt Okole. Okole's jab is the kind of jab that can simply win any round in which there isn't a knockdown. So on the telecast, the personalities come out. Now, I'm predicting Okole overreact for if they ever get it together in the ring. But understand Okole's personality. Okole comes on the show and he's basically saying, look, I heard my name mentioned after react for won his last fight. My name came out of his mouth. I'm here on the show <coughs> to hear it from Reactpor himself. I want him to call me out in an interview where I'm present. Right? I want him to call me out. So then after I get rid of my mandatory I can then focus on him, right? I need the encouragement, the inducement. I want to hear it from him. So, of course, Reactpor says, hey, look, you and I have talked privately. I've said to you before that I wanted to fight you. Uh, so, yeah, let's get the fight made. We don't have to have a back and forth conversation about it. Right, and so now Okole's a gentleman. At the end of the <laughs> at the end of the interview, Okole's a gentleman, but you can tell he's a little disappointed. Right, he wanted some back and forth. Right, he wanted Ali Fraser, you know, guys getting upset on film, calling the other guy out, letting the other guy know, hey, you're not the real champ. I'm the champ. Hey. You're unbeaten because you haven't fought me. Right? So at the end of the interview, Okole lets it go. Okole just says, okay, yeah, sure. You know, let's fight. But you could tell Okole was interested in more banter, more conversation. You could tell Okole wanted to hear why Reactpor thought he could beat him. Right? Reactpor, of course, has a lot of endorsement contracts, has a certain image wants to come across as if he's above the fray, <laughs> right? He didn't want to sound like a thug in asking for a shot on a Coley. Well, that's how the interview ends. Let me tell you what we're going to do here online. I'm encouraging the people here on YouTube who talk about boxing. I'm encouraging the press who actually goes out there and interviews the fighters to stay on Reactpor, you definitely got the feeling no one has to stay on Okole. He wants to fight. He showed up for the interview, right? I need for the boxing press to stay on 
Reactpor to make sure he follows through. Folks, life's unfair. Makabu, guys like that, aren't as exciting as these two guys. Right? Understand, a guy who's 6'5", who's athletic and can move, which is who Reactpor is, who has a big right hand, if he figures out what he's doing in the ring, that guy would give a Dillian White problems, assuming the guy can stay away from Dillian White's jab. Right? Just understand, a guy like Akoli, there's no reason why he might not be able to handle a Derek Trezora, who you know is going to be on his front foot. Against an Okole, he'd be walking into a stiff jab. The kind of jab where, quite frankly, Okole would not have to throw anything else to hurt Chizora. Let me just say, too, we mentioned this years ago before Usyk got to the heavyweight division. You could have a full-fledged invasion of the heavyweights by the cruiserweights. Has anyone noticed that Maris Breedis is now openly talking about wanting to fight Derek Chisora? Right? I'm just telling you. Of all the fighters I've seen against Alexander Usyk, it's Maris Breedis who gave Usyk his best fight. Let, let's throw a little bit of salt on the open wound. Understand, too, there's someone at light heavyweight, Arthur Baturbiev, who used to be the heavyweight number one in the amateurs. Right now, keep in mind, the amateurs also have a super heavyweight division. Right? But in my favorites folder is an amateur fight where Baturbiev was favored over Alexander Usyk. Now that's a must watch. Understand, Baturbiev is troubled by that fight, which Usyk won. Baturbiev wants to fight Usyk again. Right? Before you start laughing, understand that Roy Jones, who I mentioned earlier in this video, jumped from light heavyweight to heavyweight, as did Michael Spinks, as did Ezra Charles, and actually won the heavyweight title. Right, so we're in an era here where you have big guys who either might be too low volume. Deontay Wilder might be a little confused about what they want to do in the ring, whether they even want to get aggressive. Anthony Joshua might be living the good life and might have forgotten what to do with their jab. Dillian White, right? And you have a group out there that, quite frankly, is more athletic, can move around the ring, but that carries the punch or the technique. I find it interesting that Joe Joyce, who had a semi-pro fight, it's on YouTube, against Alexander Usyk in the past. In other words, he's been in the ring with Usyk. Has quietly said that it's his hope that he fights Fury, not Usyk. 
Right? Well, here you have two guys, both of them taller than Usyk. Both of them move well. You cannot allow yourself to get hit with Ryakpour's straight right hand, whether it's at cruiser or whether it's at heavy. Folks, that's a problem. Punch. Ryakpour only has to be right once. Now, I agree. His boxing's a little bit rough around the edges for me. He's not a smooth boxer. Right? He surprised me. I privately, I was here online saying I like the Gloacki side of the play based on the odds. I privately was expecting Gloacki to beat him. I was surprised by how quick he's able to get off that straight right hand, as was Gloacki, by the way. Also, it's unusual for me to see Gloacki hit so hard that he drops his guard. Understand, Gloacki himself has fought Breedus has fought Usyk, right? As for Okole, understand Okole could have a jabbing contest with Dillian White, and he'd win that contest. He has a better jab, right? This is a rear jab where the fight won't start until you could get by his jab. Now, I'll agree. A mover like Usyk, would be able to move enough where the jab wouldn't be as effective, right? I don't think Okoli could move with that jab. Maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe he'll be up on his toes like an Ali. But understand, Usyk is an outlier in the heavyweight division. If an Okoli fought one of my favorite fighters, Andy Ruiz, well, Andy is a master in the pocket, Understand, the catch against Okoli is that jab would keep him out of the pocket. And understand, a good jab over time will bust up your face. Right? Cuts form. You know, eyes close. Vision is impaired. And then, of course, things change. So, just understand, I was intrigued by the react pour. Lawrence Okole dual interview. Let's have that fight happen. If it happens, I'm going with the guy who has the better jab, and that's Lawrence Okole. But as you look at the two guys and you look at the body style, tall and slender, but yet neither guy wants to really be on their back foot. Both guys are coming in with ways to hurt opponents. I need for you in these unsettled times at heavyweight, and they're unsettled, I need for you to start asking questions like Akoli against Jean Gilly. Right? Don't get me wrong. Jean Southpaw might be able to get around the jab. Zhang, much harder hitter than Lawrence Okole. But Zhang has slower foot speed. Could Okole come in, bust him up for a few rounds with a jab, circling away from Zhang's right hand? Or could Night Train 
come in and say, okay, great, I'm fighting a Southpaw. I think I have the hand speed advantage on Zhang. Let me try my luck here, throw some hard right hands early. Right, just think about the heavyweight division as you look at these two cruiserweights, Akoli and Reactpour. Right, physically they're unusual. Both guys want the fight. Let's make it happen. The Sky Boxing interview is in my favorites folder right now. Thanks for stopping by.